0: All right. We are back with the Reaction Podcast. Reaction
1: Podcast. We've got a
0: new face. Taylor Stars with us. Yeah. Today, and we're talking about rest. We're still in the thrill ride series that we've been walking through, which is The Life of David, Ups and Downs, looking at it kind of like a roller coaster because David's life has taken some wild turns from being a shepherd boy to being a king trying to manage a kingdom and then becoming a, a psalmist and someone who uh, pursues God's heart and stays faithful through all the wild twist turns, ups and downs of life. And this week, as we wrap up the series, we're talking about rest uh, and what resting well looks like, because we saw how David's rest uh, when he encountered Bathsheba was not necessarily the best way to rest, mm. um, and we've seen how his his surroundings uh, can can sort of influence the way that his life goes, no matter if he's sinning or if he's is pursuing God, and so in all of these different seasons and different rhythms that David's in, uh, this week we're just kind of honing in on how did he rest well, and what did he have to say about it in his psalms that he wrote, and things like that.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I think off the bat, um, this has recently been something that, um, actually went to a conference, um, almost a month ago. And one of the things that was communicated was on rest. And I think I walk away and even now being almost a month out, still processing. Um, this wasn't like, as the, the topic of rest was preached, it wasn't new truth. I think at some point i probably heard um, what was preached, but for some reason that day, like my heart just absorbed it, and I realized there's this gaping hole in who I am as far as I've been doing the rest wrong. Uh, and so that day, as I as I walked out of there, out of the conference, it it allowed for some perspective shift now. But I think where I'm at right now is it's been it's been really good knowledge, but now there has to be like action out of this really good knowledge or else it's just really good knowledge. And so I'm still in a season of just figuring out like what this looks like and what this means and, and just beginning to do the work of applying this. Um, and so off the bat, I think as I, as I walk through and and just talk on this topic, uh, Christine Kane was, um, the communicator on this, on this topic. And, um, man, she had, such good truth, but it's because of the truth that she came out of it with, uh, and so uh, I'm excited to unpack. But also, no, I'm not an expert in this, and this is something that uh, I love. The weekends when I preach that it, it's when it's something that I'm currently walking in to say, "Hey, I'm I'm on the same playing ground as you." On so um, wherever you're at today, I am right there with you uh, in learning. But I, I do know what when that perspective perspective shift happened um, the the like excitement that came with the goodness of applying this to my life was was the the difference. So I'm excited. yeah,
0: yeah, it's good. There's a lot of words and phrases in scripture like idolatry, like fearing God and like rest that we we hear a lot we see a lot and can take for granted. Um, but when we start to dig into them, it's like, what does this mean for? life. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is. Like how do we react to the scripture that we read in a way that that really translates to what are we doing during the week? What are we doing with our kids? How are we leading our students? Yeah. So that's good. Before we dig into what rest does mean, um, did you kind of learn anything about what rest does not mean? Yeah. uh, As you've kind of been walking through this.
1: Yeah. So something that Christine said that I think is really important as we begin this conversation is uh, when we hear the word rest, it doesn't mean to stop working. Um, and wherever you're at, as far as like what you get paid to do, whether it is you're in the business world or, um, maybe it's, maybe what you do is not even paid, but you're a stay at home mom. Um, when you hear the word rest, it doesn't mean just to give up and quit. So that you can rest. So hear that, know that, because uh, I think that contradicts the whole reason you're here on this earth. Uh, and so know this truth as we as we enter into this conversation. The Lord's put you here on this earth, um, and your identity is attached to attached to being a son and daughter above all. Um, but then out of that identity, He's given you a calling, and maybe some of you don't even know what your calling is yet, or maybe you're figuring, and that's okay. Um but don't stop figuring out what your calling is and don't remove yourself from his calling in order to rest, because that is not what that's not scriptural rest. Uh, and that's not what the Lord says and He wants rest to be. Um, and so I think the cool thing is is there's actually a good word in especially in what you do. like whatever you do full time, whether it's business world or whether you're a teacher or whether you're a coach, whatever you do, uh, it's, it's to do, it's to work, it's to labor in order to rest in him. And that's what we're going to talk about what that looks like. Um, Because when you, when you really strip it down and you begin to look at this is everything that's going wrong in my life. And this is where, where all the chaos exists. This is where all the brokenness exists. I, I think it's because our perspective of of this truth of rest is is not aligned with what Scripture says, and so we've in fact we've stepped out of rest, yeah. um, and and that's when the chaos, like that's when the end, that's when we become vulnerable with the enemy. Is when we step out of that place of rest of of godly rest and what God says is about rest, uh, we are like the enemy, like sees us as oh that's such easy bait, and so um, so as we as we have this conversation, just know that we're not saying hey hey stop what you're doing. Uh, and and so hopefully you walk away encouraged uh, as you listen to this today, or as you watch this today, to say, um, I am capable of continuing to to step into my calling every single day and be rested in that. That's yeah. the goal.
0: Yeah, David literally wrote the book on on rest, pretty much, and, yeah. and we don't really ever see him taking a break like he's a pretty busy yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, we we see him conquering people going to battle, building a kingdom, like we see him doing all of this stuff and when we do see him taking a breath, yeah. it, it's a breath of praise, right? Yeah. Like it's it's him sitting down playing his harp and, and praising God and, and writing lyrics Absolutely. and, and kind of yeah. Thing. and so just even in his story it's a great example of of just how to define the word like yeah. of of what it means. So there's That's a so few good. different Scriptures uh, yep. throughout the Bible that that speak on rest. Um, it's it's one of those themes that carries through the Old Testament to yep. the New Testament, um, and so we see it return to in the story of of like God's chosen people and the story of the new covenant. Like it's it, it stretches all the way through. Yeah. So how do some of those scriptures kind of tie together to give us one big picture? Of yeah,
1: rest? yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna hit, but but we see rest in the very beginning of time yeah. uh, when when God shows up and speaks the earth into existence. We see rest show up. Which which I think is very important. We're going to get to that. Um, but even we're not going to touch on this, but even if you go back and you look at you look at the way Jesus did ministry, um, you see rest uh, and, and you see biblical, you see godly rest be a part of his everyday rhythm, whether it was the way that he uh, withdrew to spend time with the father um, to And it looked different because of the way he was doing it. It looked different than the way the disciples did it because he was doing it. The right way, yeah. uh, and so you kind of see that contradiction throughout the gospel, which which I think is cool. But we're gonna uh, today we're gonna look at Hebrews four, um, and Paul Paul writes about rest, and he kind of brings up some of he brings up the Genesis, he brings up Psalm even when David writes about it. Um, but Hebrews four one through thirteen, um, we'll just. We'll, we'll dive in and we can kind of stop as we go. But it says, uh, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have him fallen short of it. Uh, Verse two says, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we have believed into the rest just as God has said, and this is when he goes back to quote David in Psalm 95 verse 11. It says, so I declared on oath uh, in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And what I love about that line right there is it doesn't give us really any context of rest except my rest. And so that then can lead us to asking, what does his rest look like? What does that mean? Because clearly that's the difference between a nap and biblical rest, godly rest. Um, and it goes on to say, And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. So Genesis 2-2 is thrown out there. Um, and I, I think we could go, we could say, well, we'll even god does this thing and even god rest um and so what we know about rest up until this point is is rest is good rest is created by god rest is necessary um but then understanding and i think all of us know that like who who doesn't work to like towards at least a break a vacation a nap so like we we know rest is a good thing but then really like I think the question, the personal question that that really hit me at this conference was, then why don't I feel rested? Um, And why do I feel exhausted 24 seven, even after a week of vacation? Why do I still feel exhausted? And so really getting down to the root of that um, and what that means. And I think Paul goes on to say uh, verse nine, he says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rest from their works, just as God did from his. Um, And therefore, it goes back to we're not supposed to stop what we do. Like they continue to do their work. They continue to do their labor. Um, But there was a break in there. And so verse 11, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And then it goes, I'm going to end with verse 12, which is a, a verse that I think a lot of people know. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than Any double-edged sword, it penetrates even into dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And then, nothing in all creation is hiding from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid before, laid bare before the eyes on Him to whom we must give an account. Uh, And so, that's a lot of just like that's a lot of scripture. And there's some breaking points in that. But how we rest is something that, that I don't think we talk about often, but even more like what scripture says about rest is I think the gap in in the conversation. Um, and, and in this, Paul writes in, in this Hebrews, he literally gives us the beginning of what, he talks about the rest that's needed is godly rest, a rest in him, yeah. that's the difference. Uh, but then verse 12, the, he doesn't directly connect it for us, but he then tells us what it looks like. And so if you want to enter into a rest of God, you have to enter into the word of God. That's the game changer. That's what's been like blowing my mind lately is, again, I know this truth. I've heard this truth before. Um, but there's just been this huge perspective shift in my, in my life of, of desiring that over me. Um, that, that Yeah, that's different. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's kind of like a lot of other things in scripture. There's that eternal versus temporary mindset. Yeah. Like, uh, with satisfaction and, and, and with things that entertain you or whatever. Like if you're looking forward to the weekend, hmm. you might feel rested on Monday, but you're going to be tired again by Tuesday. Yeah. That's not God's rest. That's just resting from yeah. work. Right? Yes. And so that is only going to last as, as long as it lasts, it's yeah. going to go away. The same with satisfaction. If you're satisfied in Netflix, if you're satisfied in a relationship, like that's only going to last as long as that thing lasts. Yeah. And then it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, so here's where we get really practical. Yeah. You're saying to enter the rest of God, we've got to enter the Word
1: yeah. of God. Yeah.
0: And so, uh, as as a as a wife, as a mom, uh, as a pastor, how do you? Yeah. Uh, how are you kind of reshaping your disciplines to to do that? Like, what, yeah. what's changing your life to reflect this this mindset change?
1: Yeah. I think, um, man, and this is where it gets practical for for. Any any parent that's listening, even any student that's listening, of of you've got to like even if you need to write down everything that you do, like who you are, the hats that you wear, of of get all those titles that are blessings um, out on the table, and and then you see like oh, there's no more room for for any addition to what I do, um, and and be honest with yourself in that, because. Um, even some of the students that I've, I've sat down with that I've walked with, like, this is something they, they, their disconnect in reading God's word is knowledge of I know I need to, to I don't have time to. And I think that's the same, like, as we get older, that continues to be the same disconnect. Um, and so what are things that you can do? Because the truth is you cannot enter into rest um and until you sit with him christine walked us through at at the conference she she said this. she you know i think especially in church we jump to walking with jesus um and that being like the initial beginning of of your relationship with 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 jesus and that's good truth and 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 man we want we need to walk with jesus um and and there's going to be even days where where your relationship with jesus is so close that it feels like you're running with him uh but such good truth that was shared is is you cannot run, you cannot walk. you cannot soar with Jesus until you simply sit with him. Uh, and, and sitting with him is where where rest happens. Yeah. Um, and knowing at the the pace we run, at the the busyness of our schedules, this is where it gets hard., uh, this is where I think we, uh, we, we just, we, we don't do it. Like we don't apply. We, we say, Hey, that's really good. And that's inspiring. And I I know that, but this is where the disconnect happens. Um, and so what does it mean? What does it mean to sit with him? Um,
0: yeah, I think it's so good to, to be in that, that mindset of what do I have to let go? I think it's, uh, Tim Ferriss says something like it's sometimes it's about what you, what you don't do is what is what unlocks what yeah. you're able to do. Yeah, and I, I talked about the book When Faith Fails last week a little bit. Um, I mentioned it. There's a there's another chapter in that where he, he references this Jules Verne novel where it tells the story of these guys who are in a hot air balloon and they're trying to escape somewhere they're going over the ocean they're heading Mm -hmm. towards this island and that's going to be like their their salvation and but the the balloon is getting heavier and heavier and they're getting closer and closer to the water and they start throwing stuff off they throw off their food they throw off the gold that they had with them Mm -hmm. and it's still not enough and finally they just have to cut the ropes let Mm -hmm. the basket that's holding them in that balloon fall and just hold on to those ropes themselves Mm -hmm. and that last thing is enough to get them Mm -hmm. the rest of the way to the island yeah but they had to be willing to let go of mm. all of that to yeah. reach that final destination. Yeah, And it's, a, it's a, such a good picture of like, what, what do you have to let go in your schedule? Yeah. Not so that you can then have downtime or then yeah. have time to just sit on the couch and like magically be, you know, washed over with the spirit of, oh, I'm, I'm resting now. Yeah. But what can you let go that's going to give you the freedom to step into what you need to step into? That's that's because good. this rest is not just um the absence of action, but it's yeah. a call towards something else. Yeah. And that's gonna mean making sacrifices yeah. for that thing. And
1: it's in in at the very end of the day is it's exciting. Like it is a good thing. And yeah. so instead of treating it as man, I hate that I have to give up this thing, is that's probably what you're gonna feel at first. But if you can then enter into this excitement and that's what we're gonna walk through. Some things that I feel like, hey, if I'm if I can start to if I need, if I want to apply this to my life, if I want to step into working from this place of rest, instead of working towards rest, what does that look like? And for just things to encourage over you today, um, as I figure out what this looks like. But, um, the first thing that that has been such a sweet thing that I don't know if I've ever prayed this. And so the first thing is just the simple prayer. Father, make me a lover of your word. Um, And I think what comes, like the emotions that come with that is um, his word is good, and I know that. And his word has filled in so many gaps for me when I've got nothing. His word is what literally is the foundation of when I preach a sermon, like I go to his word because that's what we need to preach from. Like I know that it's good, it's good, it's truth. but to desire his word day in, day out, like that, that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, that's a different place of rest. Um, and and so that's been the simple prayer is, is, you know, whether it's just at some random point during the day or whether it's in the morning or whether it's at night, multiple times a day. Um, Father, make me a lover of your word. Uh, and that's just been a sweet, that's helped even in my, the way I see him. It's just, it's literally been a simple prayer that's drawn me closer to Him. And so that's the first thing I would do is just pray that simple prayer, but don't stop there. Um, don't stop at just praying a, a prayer because there's action that's needed. Um, mm-hmm. And so the do, the, the action, I think, um, is if you are, if you're, if you have a family, if you have, you know, whether it's a high schooler or middle schooler or, or little kiddos, um, it's not too late. So know that like if you have high school students, it's not too late to kind of regain some grounding in your home. In um, and, and whether you're a mom or you're a dad, like you you have the you have the permission because of the Holy Spirit in you to do this in your home. But is to read the word as a family together. Um, and I look back. At, I was fortunate to be um, in a home where. You know, church was a part of what we did, and the word was the foundation for the way we did family. My mom led that for a really long time, and I remember in high school, every single morning we got up uh, and we read we read the Bible together. And my attitude as a high schooler stunk; like it was never something I was excited about. It was it was just literally something that I was literally felt like I was forced to do. Um, but I look at I, yeah, I look at where we are in our walk with Jesus today, and I know that the fact that we did that together as a family was the game. It was nothing that my mom did. It was nothing that my dad did. It was the fact that we went and we we dove into his word together that little did I know was laying a strong foundation for it went ahead of us, which is cool. And so yeah. uh, read the word together, I think, is huge.
0: Yeah, I, I had a gap in my life where – I wasn't necessarily desiring to, like, be in the Word and picking it up just seemed like a discipline. But as I fell back in love with Scripture and I started to read the Old Testament, I I started to have these moments of, oh, I know this story because my dad read it to me before bed when I was seven. Yeah. And I know the characters, and I know that, like, I have so much background and context for this because— it was planted years yeah. ago. Yeah, and there was a desert in the yeah. middle there. Yeah, but now those two, yeah. those two moments are, are coming together, yeah. and it's it's a sweet thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you might have to drag, especially if you if you have older kids, you might have to drag them to the table. Um, and they, you might not see any fruit from now until the time they leave your home. But the, the prayer would be that one day they they wake up and they're like, "Man, that was such good. That was such a good foundation." Uh, to be laid. The third thing is to sit um, and, and for you by yourself to sit in his word daily. Um, and this is probably the area that I'm, I am just trying to figure out is how do I move from a place of praying that desperate, sweet, intimate prayer to the father into this place where I am, I'm sitting in his word daily and desiring that time. Um, and I think for, for me, I've always struggled with like the timing of of when this happens. And, um, someone even encouraged me lately that was such good encouragement that like, um, your relationship, like no other relationship that, that you have, whether it's with a friend or a spouse requires you like, Hey, at this time, I'm going to spend this time and only this time with you. And so why do we put God in that box? Um, which was such a good, like, freedom of – my time in the Word can happen at any any time of day, which is so true. As long
0: as it happens. As long as it yeah.
1: happens. But I think even more um, what I've been is I'm not a morning person at all. I hate the morning. Um, I'm a bear in the morning. And I hit my snooze alarm at least 10 times. Is for me to overcome this, like, selfish thing, because I, I really think for me personally – I think the obstacle in this is uh, not that I need to become a morning person in order to be biblical, but is that I can read his word first thing and that then be what I work day in, day out of. And so I really, I, th- I do think that there's something sweet about doing it first thing in the morning. Um, but I know that for me, it's tearing down some walls and, and some discipline getting, yep. you know, to that place. Um, but as this is, as much for you and the Lord and your relationship with him, this part of if you can have this time, if you can sit with him, not only are you going to now be able to work out of a place of rest, but this is where it has overflow for your family. Um, and the way that you're a mom and the way that you're a dad, it's, it has overflow into your workplace. It has overflow into into just your entire day if, if this is happening. Uh, and then the last thing is to rely, uh, and, and that's just to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to carry you to that place of rest. Um, the Holy Spirit, if you've said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit's within you, uh, and that is such a powerful thing that sometimes I don't think we talk about, and sometimes I think we we just forget that it is literally within us, um, and it is capable of, of it's capable of one allowing you to, to know that you need to pray this prayer. It's it's capable of of being the force that orchestrates your family coming together to read read His word. It's capable of of making you a morning person, of, of getting you up out of bed, um, and it's it's capable of carrying you to that place of rest. So, prayer, do sit, rely. That's the four things that I think I'm just beginning to to figure out and. and if I could encourage you to, to start doing anything, it would be to, to navigate these four things. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love the, the process nature of that because it, it really is running towards something. It's not running from something. It's not trying to hide from responsibility. It's not trying to hide from all these things that are chasing you, but yeah. it's, I'm going to run towards yeah. the Father and I'm going to take my family with me. Yeah. I'm going to lead them. Um, that's kind of been a theme throughout all these lessons we've learned from David. Is yeah. It's like you can pray for your student's heart, you can um, create an environment that encourages them to, you know, act with good morals and things like that. And those are all good. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've got to lead them to yeah. the father. Yeah. And that that means you're out in front of them. Yeah. Running towards them. Yeah. And, and these four things are, are a great way to do that. Yeah. They're a, a great way to systematically say, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to step through yeah. these and all of those are going to lead us as a yeah. family towards the father. so good. good.
1: Yes, which makes parenting exciting, yeah. at least for me. Because if I'm just parenting just because I have this sweet, almost three-year-old in front of me, that's cool and that's great. But I literally, what sustains me, what gives me excitement to, to parent is the mission of I'm leading her to the father. And that's a big deal. Um, and that fuels, that fuels how we do it. That fuels the way we parent. That fuels our interactions with her. Uh, it just makes it exciting. So, yeah. Great.
0: Well, here we are at the end of the Throw Ride series. We're walking out of the the theme park, getting in the minivan, heading home. Yeah. Next week we'll be back uh, talking about communion.
1: We've Got a exciting. little
0: two two part Easter series coming up, so we're excited about that. Exciting. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon.
1: See ya.